serial killers, Bigfoot, aliens. Here on Killing Missing Hidden, we've covered a lot of scary things, but nothing may top today's episode. Scary things that kids say. Welcome, welcome, welcome into Killing Miss and Hidden. This is your old buddy, Brad. And today, we're here to cover a terrifying topic. Nothing is scarier than kids. If you had them, you know what I mean. If you still have them, the nightmares continue. But today, we're going into the darkest, darkest, darkest path of kids and all those freaky, messed up things they will say out of the blue that just make your spine tingle and your hair stand on end. It's going to be fun. Now, I will begin with an apology. I am battling a head cold that is currently winning. So if I sound worse than usual, that's why. But you are my people. I'm dedicated to my people. And we're going to get this episode out. Now, all of these stories come from one single thread on Twitter. And if I was a better person, I would have written down who started the thread, but I didn't. So I apologize to you. If you found this thread during the last week or so on Twitter, then you probably read some of these stories, but there were just it was such a great topic idea, and there was so much material, I couldn't pass it up. Plus, it's some up the brand, so we're doing what I want anyway, right? So, from this one thread, I got 50 different stories of kids saying creepy things. They're all short little mini bites. So, this won't drag on and on and on, but there's some humdingers in here, I gotta say. There are definitely some that will make you pause. So that's what we're doing today. I hope everyone is well, because uh, this is going to make your day a little bit worse, hearing how creepy kids can be. All right. Well, uh, I suppose there's nothing to do but just jump right in, eh? All right. So let's start with the first story I wrote down so I don't get confused, shall we? My best friend died when I was 28. It was one of those deaths that was a complete shock. About six years later, I had a child. And then when he was three, he started asking a bunch of questions, as kids are wont to do. But most of them were focused on my life before he was born. In the middle of me answering what I did for fun when I was younger, he says... Oh, yeah, I remember. We were best friends, weren't we? Yeah. All right, number two. My three-year-old would sit and stare at the same corner of the ceiling and say he was looking at the ha-has. He said the ha-has were all black, had no eyes, no face, and a big mouth. Sometimes they would hang off of the stairway, too. He stopped mentioning them by about age five. When he was eight, it was no big deal. And we decided to bring up the ha-has to see if he remembered. 
He got very quiet and then slowly remembered. He said he didn't want to talk about it anymore and he left the room. He's 15 now. He still won't talk about it. Haha's? Oh my god. What a tariff. I mean, that's like Killer Clowns for Outer Space territory there. Next up, until my son was three, he used to casually refer to the last time I was alive and the things he used to do or the people he knew. He once said, I died in a fire. Ugh, I did not like that. Only, only kids. Only kids. All right. There's story number four. When my son was around four or five, he said, Do you remember when I was big and you were little and we used to eat lunch out by the river? He's named after my grandfather who used to take me on picnics down by the river. Story five. My daughter at four called me into her room at 1 a.m. and she said she couldn't sleep because she was worried about the boy in the corner. She pointed to an empty corner of her room and said, look at his eyes, mommy. I think he's really sick. Can you hear his mommy crying? That's, that's like a deal buster, right? That's when you just throw the house up for sale and uh, never live there again. Because that, that, that's how horror movies start, people. Yeah. When I was around 14, one day I was in the kitchen with my mom and sister. My sister said she was going to go to the park with her friends. A moment later, she and my mom were looking at me with looks of horror like I was kind of crazy. Evidently, and even though I don't remember this, I had said, don't go to the park. It isn't safe today. My sister decided to stay home. And the next day, the news reported a horrible crime at our park around the same time my sister was leaving. Fourteen's a little old, but that still counts as a kid's story, I think. All right, next up. My four-year-old daughter, who was raised in a non-religious household, would press her ear to my pregnant belly. When I asked why, she said that she could hear her brother talking about God. She had forgotten about him, and he was reteaching her. Oh, and the gender of the baby wasn't known, but it did turn out to be a boy. There's a, there's a good way to make God creepy, huh? Just... Put it in the hands of kids. Ugh. My older son was convinced he was once a man named Burn Smith with a twin brother named Bert Smith. They both lived in Idaho. Out of curiosity, I checked and found an obituary for a Bernard Smith who lived in Idaho who had a twin named Bert. And Bernard died the same day my son was born. Holy cow. Holy cow. All right. Let's see what's next. My daughter would stand up in her crib and wave at nothing and say, Hi, Seesaw. This occurred on a regular basis. Stands up, says, Hi, Seesaw, and begins talking to nothing. One day, I was going through an old photo album with her, and we got to a picture of my dead grandfather. And she stood up and excitedly yelled, Seesaw! His name was Cecil. Yeah, yeah. 
my daughter, who was three, pointed at my boobs and said one day that these make milk. I told her that they did when she was little, but not anymore. She said, oh, no, they work again now. A few days later, I found out I was pregnant. All right, so we've been through 10 stories, and I'm kind of tired of reading them. Uh, not because they're boring. No, no. I We're, we're 20% of the way through, guys. All right. Head down, power through. All right. My three-year-old patted on my belly when I was only 12 weeks pregnant and said there were two babies in there, a boy and a girl. She was soon blessed with twin siblings. Here's another short one. My daughter. So how old were you when they forced you to get pregnant? Me. Who? My daughter. Them. The government. My three-year-old sometimes refuses to be in my bedroom. Because the people are in there. And she randomly tells me people are knocking, wanting to know why we can't let them in. In a video call one day, she asked why I was alone and where the people were. Oh, how do you sleep? How do you sleep? I was introduced to a five-year-old named Atlas. I told him his name meant to carry the world. He shook his head and said, no, it means that I am the bridge between life and death. All right, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not pro-abortion. I'm not pro-infanticide or anything like that. But uh, someone needs to shoot that kid because he's going to be a future serial killer. My daughter was looking out over the car window and asked where all those people were marching to. Confused, I asked her what people. She pointed to a cemetery with no people walking around and said, all those people. <sighs> we were touring the high school my oldest was to attend, and we stumbled into the French teacher's classroom. She greeted us with a bonjour. My six-year-old started having a conversation with her in fluent French. All about a ski trip we had never been on. And no, he does not know how to speak French. Apparently he does. He didn't know it. They didn't know it. But he's a French speaker. I, I don't know what I would do if one of my kids just busted out some talent like that. My goodness. When my son was four, he saw the cover of the Abbey Road album and said, Look, Mom, that's old-timey London. When I asked how he knew, he said, because the time I tried to make a, a turn and hit a train, that was with my other family. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, you guys. It's really got dark really quick, huh? My now eight-year-old son used to tell us all about his past life. As soon as he could start talking, he included details like locations and family names. And he spoke with such confidence. He said he got really sick and then walked through a wall. And then all of a sudden I was his mommy. So apparently that's how death works, according to that kid. All right. Next one up. Again, head down, power through. Head down, power through. My boss had one of her kids come to work one day. He looked at me and said, I met your brother recently. My boss told him I didn't have a brother. I told him I didn't have a brother. The kid insisted I did have a brother. 
But he was very young. And he was dead. You know, there's supposed to be little bundles of joy that you cherish and play with, and then they spout this darkness. I, I don't know what to say. When my daughter was around five, I was picking her up from the daycare, and she refused to get into my car. When I asked her why, she got very serious, put her hands around my face, and said, Mama, please be careful. I got into a car accident about 10 minutes later. That's one of our happier stories, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Over the last few weeks, my four-year-old has been asking over and over, when is the last day? And it's almost the last day, Mommy. When I ask him what on earth he means, he just responds, the last day. It's almost the last day. Ah, freak. I could not live with that. One morning, I woke up to my four-year-old cooking scrambled eggs and bacon by himself in the kitchen. I, in a slight panic, asked him where he learned to cook. He said I did, but I didn't. He just shrugged his shoulders and said, well, some old man in the house taught me how. I mean, at least if you're going to have to be dealing with creepy kids, the perk of getting breakfast made for you kind of helps offset it a little bit. All right, here we go. I, I'm sorry for the pauses. This is just, this is a lot. On a tour of a 5,000-year-old tomb, they the tour turns off the lights in the middle of it for 30 seconds so you can appreciate the total darkness of the tomb. During this time, my two-year-old started shouting, the soldier, the soldier, and trying to wiggle free from my arms. When the lights came back on, he was excitedly pointing at one specific tomb. <sighs> one day while driving on the other side of town, my three-year-old suddenly perked up and pointed down a small side road and said he used to live down the road there with his great-great-grandfather. His great-great-grandfather died long before he was born. And actually did not live down that road, though nobody had ever told him that. Yep, why not? I mean, we got war going on, we've got plague, let's just have creepy children everywhere. My son made a box out of Legos. It looked like one of those little TikTok or, or TikTac containers. TikTok's the app. TikTacs are the candies, right? That's how old I am. And I asked my son if it was to hold candy, and he said no. It was a container for holding souls. Yay, kid. When my daughter was four, she would sometimes sneak into our bedroom at night. When I mentioned that I found her one night, she growled, One must be lost for one to be found. Yeah, I think that's why I just start throwing holy water everywhere. My dad died in a car accident when I was 26. Sadly, he had no will. And family had a lot of issues in trying to figure out how to handle the estate. A friend of mine tried to cheer me up with the Ouija board. Oh, uh, let me go off. Yeah, never, ever, ever try to cheer me up with a Ouija board. Or anyone else that you love, for that matter. 
We played with it, and my father spoke to us through the Ouija board and explained in detail where all his important papers could be found. And the Ouija board was right. Seriously, I, I don't want to be near one of those things. I don't care if I am looking for lost papers or lost treasure. I'd rather not have it than have to deal with that thing. All right, next one up. This is number 28. We're over halfway done. All right, we're doing good. It's going to be a short episode which is good because my throat won't last much longer. I have an old kitchen knife I got from my father. He died about 15 years ago, and this was the knife he had always used to peel potatoes. One day, my three-year-old and I decided to slice some strawberries. When I pulled out my dad's old knife, my son said it was his knife he used when he was a grown-up, and it should un we shouldn't use it for strawberries. So why not? Let's, let's make breakfast time scary. When I was five, I had a house fire and my older sister died. As I grew up, I would have whole conversation, conversations with her for hours on end in my room. Sad one there, and it never really got happier. My two-year-old has recently begun referring to her other mommy. The other mommy lives outside and stands near the windows. None of us can see her but for my daughter. Sweet baby Jesus. That, no. No. The child would have to live outside. That's the only solution to that problem. Spend some time with other mommy. She gets visitation. My three-year-old was watching a war movie with me. I asked him about, you know, kind of what was going on and what he thought about it. And he sighed and said, the British just cause problems wherever they go around the world. That's that's quite an observation from a three-year-old. My nine-year-old grandson has a strange connection with my younger brother, who is deceased. He can pick him out of old pictures no matter what age my brother was in the picture. He even calls my brother by the nickname I used for him when we were kids. It's a nickname I've never shared with anyone, including my own kids. All right. Okay. Glad a grandpa is on there using Twitter, but uh, could have lived without that story. A friend of mine's kid was around while we were talking about the Holocaust one day, as I guess we all tend to do. The boy, all of three years old, said those who died were reincarnated to get a second chance at life. Okay, I, that, that, that's probably our least creepy story, right? I mean, that's kind of hopeful to a degree. I'm sure we'll ruin it here in a second. All right. My kid. Seven years. Me. I thought you were four. My kid. No. Seven years until you die. it, Stupid kids. Ugh. All right. No, this one. Crap. I don't want to read this one. All right. When I was 14, I was sent to babysit my three-year-old nephew. I put him to bed, and then I heard sounds like he was playing with another kid. When I went into his room, it was just my nephew. I asked him, you know, oh, who were you playing with? Elizabeth, he said. We don't know an Elizabeth. When I asked where Elizabeth was, he said, she's behind you on the ceiling. Yep, this 
and you just leave the kid to fend to his own devices. Elizabeth can tuck his butt in, as far as I'm concerned. We used to live close to a nursing home, and would often pass it on our walks. My son, who was in three, loved to run in the grass around the nursing home. Many times he would act like he was talking to someone. One day, after he spoke to several invisible people, I asked him who he was talking to. And he said, all the grandpas and grandmas. There's obviously no one outside with them. At least they were friendly. At least he was friendly. I guess a scary kid is worse than a scary ghost, isn't it? I think so. That's a good, that's a good question. Uh, when my brother was around three, he used to talk about being in a war in France all the time. He said he really liked all the pretty nurses they had in the hospitals. <laughs> I like this kid. All right. You know, if you're going to be creepy, at least be a likable form of creepy. My family is Catholic. Several years ago, our church was renovated and a large crucifix was suspended from the ceiling. My then six-year-old saw it and walked up to the bishop on his own and told him that when the cross falls down, that's when we know that the world's about to end. I These, oh, I mean, you can't punish a child for saying this, but they really do need their tongue ripped out if they're going to be this creepy. Uh, before I was born, my parents had two children, a boy and a girl, who didn't live long after birth, unfortunately. Some years later, my older brother was born, and I followed not long after. My mom mentioned how he had an older brother and sister in heaven. My brother said, no, we were the babies from heaven. We had come back. Okay, again, kind of nice compared to what we've got. All right, this one's a bit much just because of the name. So it, it's I'm a little skeptical, but we'll, we'll see. Between the ages of two and five, my son said he used to be named Hannibal, a man who lived a long time ago, who had a son named Jackson and a dog named Roast Beef. He claimed that he was a very bad man, as Hannibal, and would often cry with guilt about the things Hannibal had done. Roast Beef's a pretty solid name for a dog, though. Let's see. For years, our son had dreamt about being a boy named William who lived in a cabin without electricity. He would describe his life in great detail, like exaggerated detail. The dream suddenly stopped when our son was 12, just ended, kaput, no more. Years later, while working on our genealogy, I learned that we had an ancestor named William who died when he was 12. I don't, I don't know what orifice of my body i'd rather have a corn cob chipped into than have to deal with that situation that that my goodness that is just all sorts of creepy i mean he stopped having the dreams when he was 12 and the yeah i mm, mm. <sighs> all right we're almost done okay almost done on our way home from daycare my three-year-old burst into tears she wanted to know why I had never told her she used to be a grandmother who lived in South Africa. For the next year, the only thing she would talk about 
was being a grandmother in South Africa who one day was buried in dirt. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, my youngest just turned seven. I'm so happy we haven't had anything to this level, even close. All right. All right. Back on track. As a therapist, I work with many kids. Crap, a therapist one. One 11-year-old girl got worked up and screamed at me during our session. When she yelled, the light bulbs burst in my office. The lights then flickered back on somehow. No, no one was near the light switch. I don't think it matters that anybody was near the light switch. I think it just matters that he had the next fire starter in his office there. Good Lord. I mean, that I just, I mean, I would pick up my chair and just start swinging at that child. Okay, uh, let's see, what's next? When my middle son was four, he drew a family portrait. All right, that's nice. Wholesome start. He included everyone in the family, but put a pink ball in my belly. He said it was his baby sister. A few weeks later, I learned I was pregnant, and it was a girl. Because, of course, it was. All right. Well, you know, the pregnancy prediction ones are nice. When my daughter was three, we visited the local museum. They had a replica statue of the Buddha. My daughter said she used to be a Buddha and began telling us all about their teachings. Don't know many three-year-olds that are well-versed on any religion, especially one that their parents don't practice. So that's creepy as all get out. My 15-year-old autistic son told me my mom was proud of me for starting a nonprofit. Okay, that's a nice start. The thing is, of course, there's a turn. My mother died in 2014, and no one knew I was starting a nonprofit. I had just signed the incorporation paperwork that day and I hadn't planned on telling anyone what I was doing until we planned to launch. Apparently when I was young, after my grandfather died, I began talking about the Chicago Cubs. Not just about the team, but the players, scores, stats, but only but only from the seasons from before I was born. My dad still freaks out when I bring up the Cubs. Sports are supposed to bring a family together. I don't, I don't think she's doing this one right. My little brother was born about five years after my grandfather died. When he was around four, he started playing a lot in the room where my grandfather died. But rather than playing, as a child would typically do, he would just rearrange things in the room. He claimed that's how he liked it when he lived in that room. My parents confirmed that everything he moved was my grandfather's, and he was placing it exactly where my grandfather always placed those items. Because, of course, that's what would happen. My grandmother died when I was three. When my mom received the phone call during the early morning hours, she came upstairs to tell my father, but she heard me crying. She came to check on me, and I said, Grandma was living with the angels now. 
I, I hope that kid just heard the phone call, but with the way this, uh, yeah. When I was little, I insisted my parents call me Natasha. I wouldn't give up on this idea. It really bothered my dad, who finally confessed to me his first wife died in childbirth. And a few months later, the baby she had died. The baby's name, you know it, say it with me, Natasha. And here's story number 50, the very last one. My oldest child insisted he and his dad used to be different people before being murdered and buried in the woods. He would also claim he would have nightmares about being buried alive. What a happy way to end, huh? Oh, that's about all my voice can put out this week. Uh, and I think that was more than enough. I think that was more than enough nightmare fuel to get you through the week. I'll try to come back next week with something a little softer, like maybe, you know, a child serial killer or something like that. I have a palate cleanser in and of its own right. Speaking of, I suppose we need to get to the palate cleanser, don't we? We usually, of course, like to stay on theme with the episode, but an exception has been made today in Mr. Eli's great and unquestionable wisdom. So here we go. What do you get when you cross a rabbit with a shellfish? Take a bunny rabbit, take some shellfish, shellfish. That's hard to say. Shellfish. This is going to be the rest of the episode. Shellfish. All right. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a rabbit with a... I can't... Again, I stumbled. I can't do this one. What do you get when you cross a rabbit with a shellfish? I think that's why he picked this joke. All right. Enough uh, dragging this out. You get an oyster bunny. Uh, oyster bunny. That one, yeah, that's cute. That's cute. It's uh, some... Uh, uh, causes some hair-raising laughter, right? Yeah. Yeah, coming in with a dad joke. All right, well, that's our episode. Uh, not going to ramble on too much. I do want to mention one little piece of business. If you've been following us on social media, you've probably seen it. There's a writer by the name of Christy Aldridge, who is from my neck of the woods. And I really enjoy her work. I think she's very talented. If you've ever won a prize package from us, you may have received one of her books. Sadly, Christy is an independent author. No one has signed her to a multi-million dollar contract. So just in the name of helping other independent creatives like myself, I wanted to give her a shout out on here. If you're looking for some scary books, go check her out. My favorite that I've read of hers is called uh, These Ghosts Bleed, I believe. It's a... Uh, Supernatural revenge tale on a cheating husband. I don't know that he's necessarily cheating. He's just an awful person. So you're kind of rooting for him to die. So it's fun in that aspect. That's all I got. Uh, I will be back next week, maybe before, maybe later. Who knows? I'm happy I was able to get through this episode without passing out. You guys, you guys just keep staying sexy. Let's end with that, okay? All right. That's something we can all do pretty easily. Love y'all. Brad out. You survived another episode of Killing Missing Hidden, the podcast about bad things. 
us next time for another true and thrilling story.